Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, today we're going to be talking about weight loss. And before I get into this topic, uh, there is a disclaimer I have to make. Now, like everyone else, there are challenging times where we just don't get everything done. And this podcast is one of those things where I just didn't get around to preparing for today's podcast. Well, well, you'll see what I mean. So what happened? Well, first of all, today is my grandson's second, bir second birthday and uh, preparing to go to that party. So that kind of interrupts today's schedule. I've had a deer die in my backyard, and I've had turkey vultures flying around. What? It's been that kind of week. I'm serious. It's been crazy. And, and I feel, you know, somewhat tethered to these podcasts, and yet time sometimes doesn't allow us to do or be what we want to be. So I decided I could skip today but then i i don't think i've ever skipped a podcast before and that didn't feel right and you know it's it's really a matter of figuring things out and sometimes compromising because life oftentimes will throw you some curveballs and this week's time constraints have been one of those so rather than abandon my duties as your as your podcaster, I've decided that you know I'm going to kind of uh, kind of cheat a little bit if you don't mind. And I decided that the best way I could do this would be to do it in a way that doesn't require a time constraint on my part. I'm going to first of all talk a little bit about weight loss, and I'm going to just let you listen to some excerpts from a radio show I did, which really. Uh, I think goes over the fundamental self-coaching thin from within concepts that are necessary to really shed those pounds. And, you know, I was looking at the, the scale this morning and, and I realized, hmm, winter does creep up on us and, you know, we're more sedate, more indoors and we put on those extra pounds. I don't think I'm that different from a lot of people. And now it's time to say, hit the brake pedal and do something about it. And that's never easy. Change is never easy. But once we get into the habit of kind of looking the other way, of indulging, and a concept that you'll be introduced to in this podcast, when you start to mind taste and those chemicals in the brain that respond the same way they do to actual food and the smells and sights of food... Once you start doing this in your mind, you become more or less paralyzed with that desire to munch, to hit the refrigerator, to get those satisfying foods going, to get that dopamine feel-good pleasure center in your brain firing. We, 
we just love our comfort food. And that's why they call it comfort food. It's that, you know, high caloric. These, these foods are engineered by armies of scientists to make them super highly palatable, yummy, you know, the crispy, chunky, all that stuff is baked into the cakes, so to say. <laughs> but nevertheless, let's let's listen to some of the excerpts from, uh, this is more or less a recapitulation of my book, Thin From Within. And if you have put on a few pounds, and if you're interested in really a psychological approach to shedding those pounds, then take a listen. Uh, I will I will more or less summarize as as time permits. But again, the deer must be removed from my yard. It's a long story, and my wife said I'm not allowed to get graphic about it because it's it's pretty unsightly and unsavory, and it's it's oh, it's horrible. But anyhow, let's let's talk about helping you lose a few pounds. Thin from Within isn't a diet book. It really is meant to be a companion to whatever diet you choose. You see, the problem isn't the diet. Most diets work. However, most diets fail. 80% of all diets within two years fail. And the reason is because presumably we're changing our weight through diets, but we're not changing our mind. So what I wanted to do in this book was to present a format for changing the mind, actually restructuring the brain, retraining the brain and reforming habits so that we can build self-discipline and handle the duress of not only losing weight, but keeping it off. You know, it really comes down to awareness. Uh, eating in general uh, is something that's quite pleasurable. You know, way back when our ancestors were, were evolving, there needed to be a mechanism for making food uh, really something that we would uh, go after in earnest. And that was a chemical in our brain called dopamine. That's the pleasure chemical. So food gives us that pleasurable feeling. But unfortunately, back in Fred and Wilma Flintstone days, pleasure came from an apple or a root or a berry. But now with these hyperpalatable foods, we're getting such a jolt of dopamine, of this pleasure center just being lit up by these, by these foods, that we become uh, very compulsed. Uh, we have urges, longings, even addictions. And it has been shown that food can become addictive. So we're using food to really pleasure our mind. And we're becoming victimized and really dependent on food to really get us through the day. It's becoming somewhat of a crutch. So we're really not using food to fuel our body. We're using it to fuel and feel our mind. We do tend to go black and white with food. We're either starving ourselves and on a diet or we're binging. Um, the problem is, uh, you know, I break it down into two types of eating. There's mature, moderate eating, and then there's what I call child eating. And let's face it, when we eat like a child, uh, you know what that's like. That's like you just want what you want when you want it. There really is very few limits to that kind of eating. That's the compulsive eating where we just want to feel that food. So in order to develop a more mature adult-like eating, we do have to develop that self-discipline muscle. Now, anyone knows that has ever dieted, it, it does create stress, a kind of mental friction. There's no question about that. So really, it's necessary to learn to handle the transient duress of losing weight. Now, in keeping weight off, I call it lifelong weight mastery. Once you reform your habits, there does come a point where it is friction less. But in order to get there, you have to go through a period where there is this friction and where you do have to handle discomfort. 
So it's a matter of building the self-discipline muscle, and let's call it a muscle as opposed to the impulsive muscle, which really becomes kind of muscle-bound and our self-discipline becomes atrophied. So we really need to find ways to build self-discipline to such an extent that we can handle the duress of dieting and losing weight and handle it for life until finally we transition to a point where we're no longer ruled by habit. It's also important to recognize that this is not rocket science. You can do this. It's kind of a mind game that goes on where we start to become convinced that it's too much, we can't. And we kind of capitulate to that, you know, angel devil, the devil side of us that says it's too much. You know, we need to lose the word can't. We need to lose the yes, but. We need to lose the good. And we need to take charge of our lives. And really, it's, it's really a matter of critical awareness. You take charge of your life by realizing you take responsibility for your life. And anything less than that is really living your life as that child. Well, the first step is to become aware of what I call your three enemies. You need to be aware of the influences that set you up for failure. And the enemies are adverse circumstances. That's a bad day at work. You come home with stress. Uh, the second enemy is harmful emotions. You might be a little depressed. You might be a little anxious. You might be bored. And boredom happens to be an emotion. And the last is destructive habits, you know, sitting in front of the TV, eating too quickly. So first step is to become aware of the circumstances in the moment prior to eating. This sets the stage for letting you know if you are in a vulnerable place. And if you are in a vulnerable place, then, of course, to use that critical awareness to recognize that you need to really take a step back and recognize that your impulses are going to be raging. So you need to be more vigilant and you need to be more critically aware of what choices you can make. Emotions, are, you know, the harmful emotions, that's probably the biggest biggest failure we have when it comes to dieting because when you're anxious or depressed, uh, all rationality can just go out the window. So you need to have in place structures and you need to have in place a formidable perception of confidence and uh, optimism. It really is important to develop tenacity of flexibility, toughness, perseverance. These are things that we really need to embrace. So you can retrain yourself, retrain your brain, but you need to become this part of you that can really handle life itself. And food is a metaphor for life, let's face it. When we have trouble with food, it's not just an isolated example of our inability to handle our lives. It's a metaphor for other things as well. So taking responsibility for life is taking responsibility for all life. Optimism and pessimism are choices. Neither the optimist nor the pessimist knows the future because we're projecting into the future, of course. But let's face it, the optimist lives a very different life in the present. Optimism is fuel. It's fuel for uh, and it's energy and it's a source of motivation. The key for all weight loss, the key for lifelong weight mastery is staying motivated. The optimist has a distinct advantage over a pessimistic attitude an attitude of victimization or failure. There's no question. Optimism is the gas pedal. Pessimism is the brake pedal. I stress the importance of developing optimism. And, and really, optimism is a choice. We, we mentioned the word choice before. Pessimists may not realize that they have a choice because this, too, has become habituated. The reason pessimists cling to pessimism is because they feel it protects them. You know, oh, if I don't worry about that, something bad's going to happen. It's almost superstitious. You know, we're afraid to think positive. We're afraid to believe because we're afraid that we're going to let ourselves down, that we're going to fail, that we won't handle what's coming. 
the optimist puts themselves behind the driver's seat and says, hey, whatever's coming down that road, I'm going to handle it. Even if you are overweight and you are about to really take charge of your life, it is so critical for you to reinforce, to encourage rather than discourage. You need to see yourself as a streaming video in process. So even if you don't like the way your jeans fit, that's not the end game. That's just that snapshot. You are a streaming video progressing toward, and that's the optimism. That's where we need to get to. The realization that when dopamine centers in the brain, that's the same centers that cocaine and heroin light up. There was a survey done in England where they, they interviewed 2,000 middle-aged women, 45 years old, and of the 2,000 women, they had been on the average 61 diets in their lifetime. What does that tell you? If we don't change our mind and our orientation to our food, it, you're going to be on the yo-yo highway for the rest of your life. So we're, we're afraid to accept the truth that we have to change and getting responsibility, changing, handling discomfort and friction. It's transient. It doesn't last. The same thing applies to why we overeat at a meal. Uh, we, we don't give the, the chemicals a chance to reach our brain, so we keep stuffing ourselves rather than sitting there and just saying, just wait a few minutes because this hunger is not really hunger, it's false hunger. And if I just let my brain chemicals realize that they've been fed, get up and do the dishes, make a phone call. I guarantee within 10 minutes, you're not going to go back feeling starved like you were a minute ago. We do have to realize that we, we do tend to, uh, in the moment, we sabotage ourselves with uh, false realities. This is where critical awareness comes into play. You can't always trust what you feel because feelings just aren't facts. Well, those were some excerpts. I hope you don't mind the choppiness of it. But like I said, I didn't have the time. I know it sounds like I'm copping out. I didn't have the time to do the research that I like to kind of put into these podcasts. So I decided that I would cop out. And I also decided that, you know, sometimes that's okay. And I'm sure that you will forgive me or you won't. And you will certainly punish me by not ever listening to another one of my podcasts. But that's okay, because essentially, I won't know if I'm being punished by you. <laughs> but anyhow, listen, we all do tend to put on some weight in the wintertime. And the mind tasting part is very important. You can't dwell. And, you know, when we're bored, when we're watching TV, you have to be careful. You know, if you start to get that image in your mind if you start to mind taste you, you've kind of already gone south you've got to get yourself aware of those tendencies and like i said in this interview it's really important to to really just understand that you have to accept some degree of discomfort now if you can accept some degree of discomfort then you know losing some pounds is really a matter of understanding your own resiliency, your own tenacity, and understanding that with that optimism that you're going to deal with the discomfort until it passes. And all things pass, all emotions pass, everything changes. We don't stay stagnant, but sometimes when it comes to a food craving, we feel it'll never pass, it'll never end. And yet, if you're in the middle of a food craving, and your favorite person or neighbor walks in the door and shows you something that they want you to explore with them on their iPad, where did the craving go? So, you know, if the craving owns you, you have, you've allowed it to own you. Losing weight, finding that healthy 
healthy weight that's important. You know, we don't want to diet. We want to change us in our relationship to food. And once we change ourselves in relationship to food, then you could kind of realize, okay, I'm going a little bit in the wrong direction. It's not healthy. And you'll make some adjustments and you'll cut back and you'll be able to. Self-discipline is a muscle. And the more you exercise that, the more you can make critical decisions about yourself, about your health, about your weight. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. <laughs> like I said, I I just took excerpts from a radio interview. I thought it might be helpful with losing those extra few pounds that we kind of put on during the winter to insulate ourselves. Now, that's my excuse, to insulate ourselves from the cold. Right? <laughs> no, it's not true. So anyway, have a great week and tune in next week and maybe I'll have the time next week to do a good thing. But you know what? We can't always be or do what we want. And it's a life lesson because I'm no different than you are. And when circumstances impinge and we don't have a reliable way of sidestepping those circumstances, then we have to yield. And sometimes especially if you're compulsive, it is difficult to yield and to not be or do the things that you want. But it's better to understand that life should not be a black and white ordeal, because if it is, we get into other problems, which maybe I'll talk about next week. So for now, uh, recognize, by the way, the, the, the book that, that I was referring to is Thin From Within, the powerful self-coaching program for permanent weight loss. So if you want to take a look at that, uh, you certainly are invited to. And there are many uh, YouTube videos that I put out. Uh, the Thin From Within, there's a few of those on my YouTube channel, Dr. Joe Luciani. And you can visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you could find out more about my self-coaching philosophy and the various books, including Thin From Within. And please, if you have a a topic for next week, one that I can kind of nail down and, and jump right into, send it along to selfcoachinghelp at aol.com. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless and you are not powerless. And just remember this, everything's hard until you make it simple, even shedding a few pounds. So join me every week. And what do you say we make it simple together? Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.